Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for watching this either live or downloading it on our pod streams. Um, it's really good to be back with the crypto, and it's really good to be back with Prasan. Good evening, Prasan. How are you, my friend? Hi, Bharat. I'm very well. Thank you so much. Um, hope you're having a nice weekend. We were just speaking before the show that you're uh, in the midst of a lockdown, but uh, hopefully you're keeping yourself entertained with uh, a lot of the cricket and football action that's uh, been happening over some time now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the big change from the first lockdown that we have got sports to talk about and enjoy. Uh, takes the mind off uh, what's happening outside. Uh, yep. So, yeah, it does help. Uh, yeah, Diwali last week uh, was very different to what we normally have, but um, it's all for the better good as it were so with vaccines on the way this time next year or very soon actually the way the government here is talking we should get sort of normality back um how are things looking in india yeah i think uh, it is a pretty quiet diwali uh, considering that uh, the coronavirus has actually had quite an impact so uh, it's been a quite couple of weeks after the ipl there's not been much to look forward to and uh, obviously the next big thing is the india australia series and uh, the big batch league and england South Africa and New Zealand, West Indies. So until 27th, I think it's all going to be uh, pretty quiet. And then the real fireworks in terms of cricket really begin. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's always a big series. I think it's bigger than the Ashes. Although um, people listening in England might not think that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but before we do, we need some get some really important admin out of the way. And um, we did make a comment about the fantastic new haircut you've got. I've got to give a <laughs> shout out as to, um, to Gaurav Kadam. I think uh, it might be uh, a friend of yours, but uh, he gave you the extremely high marks, 10 out of 10 for that new law. So I think uh, the <laughs> majority view is now that you need to keep this new law. Yeah, well, uh, all the credit goes to my mom, actually. Although it did start off as something different that we were looking to sort of get to at the final stage, but it turned out even better than what we envisioned. And unfortunately, this you see here is a shaving mishap that happened. And uh, But yeah, thanks, Gaurav. I think uh, that's a lot of marks that I've got uh, right there. Extremely high. And uh, all um, the praise has to go to your mum for producing that hairstyle and the new look we're getting every day. Obviously, you, uh, every week uh, the, you're setting a standard that I can't match in any sort of a way, but um, I'm hoping you can carry on this new look uh, uh, in every show. <laughs> it, 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 it's looking really good. Um, but moving on to um, uh, where we finished uh, the last uh, stream that we did and um, you know, the dust has settled on the IPL. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, what are your thoughts and review of IPL 2020 and um, how the tournament was set up by the BCCI, how it ran, how it worked? And obviously, we can't uh, avoid talking about Mumbai Indians and their fifth win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, due, uh, credit where it's due, the BCCI did a fantastic job of actually conducting the IPL in a different country. You know, it's very difficult to uh, consider all the logistics for the eight teams, the support staff, the umpires, the referees, the staff themselves, uh, and obviously the owners of the franchisees, their families. So for the BCCI to put this whole thing together and to conduct the IPL in uh, UAE was a fantastic effort. I think it was phenomenal the way all the teams were housed. There weren't any mishaps after the initial stumbles that were there. 
with the Chennai Super Kings players and uh, the staff members uh, contracting the virus. But um, yeah, it, I mean, this IPL definitely lived up to its hype, didn't it? It took us all of the league stage matches to finally figure out which four teams were to make the playoffs. And uh, eventually, we had um, uh, four of the best teams. I mean, RCB obviously did stumble and uh, huffed and puffed their way to the last four. But uh, Delhi Capitals and Mumbai Indians, obviously, the two top two teams uh, did very well throughout the tournament and uh, were deservingly in the top two positions. And uh, the Sunrisers Hyderabad also, you know, they uh, managed to get through. And it was a fantastic tournament. It was great the way it was contested and the players and a lot of interesting talents came out of that tournament especially from the mumbai indians surya kumar yadav and nishan kishan rcb produced devdat parikal sunrisers hyderabad produced the uh, uh, tangrasu natarajan and he's also there in the australia in the indian squad for the tour of australia so it's fantastic the way the ipl was conducted we saw so many new talents coming out uh, from the season we also saw the season veterans coming back into action dhoni was back in action after the last time he turned out um, in the world cup so fantastic i think it was uh, it was a great ipl season and uh, a lot of very fond memories for all the franchisee uh, fans despite the fact that uh, four of them didn't make it and eventually the mumbai indians won the fifth title yeah i agree with pretty everything you said there i think uh, for me it was the best ipl um, obviously conditions dictated how it finished and uh, the time um end to it because like you said we didn't know how which teams would be in the playoffs but i thought credit like you say needs to be given to the bcci for conducting such a fantastic tournament and obviously to the players and support staff who um it's not easy being in a bubble for that long um but uh, they produce some outstanding cricket outstanding performances and for me the highlights was that in most of our shows we were talking about young indian talent not about the overseas yeah. internationals and the uh, big plays that, you know, they normally are produced and they're there for a reason because they're star players. But it was like you mentioned, all the players, um, the Indian players that stood out of that tournament and came through that tournament and took their chance, I think. And that was reflected in our shows uh, that we, majority of the time, we were talking about the incredible performances by the young guys. Um, but you know, I think we were speaking, um, messaging uh, during the final, and we both agreed uh, that uh, Mumbai Indians deservedly won this tournament. They're so consistent, um, winning their fifth title, opening up that little gap against their rival CSK. Um, what was it about Mumbai? I mean, uh, I've been reading up uh, things afterwards, um, re reviews of the tournament from various people, and they were saying, you know, getting Trent Bolt, um, Delhi was a big thing. I think Delhi um, missed a trick on that one, but you know nobody could see how a player is going to perform. But Bumrah, Nishan Kishan, Surya Kumar, is it was it a simple case of their players were just at the peak all the way through? Uh, was it about Roy's captaincy? Was it a mixture of everything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, ju I just want to start off with you mentioning that you know the trade that they made of Trent Bolt from Delhi Capitals to Mumbai. The season before, they even got Quinton Decock from RCB, and uh, Quinton Decock played such a huge role for them this season. Uh, so did Trent Bolt. Two of their trades doing really well. And I think with the Mumbai Indians, it's a lot to do with the way they manage the team and build the team right from the auction. Uh, obviously, a lot of people say that the IPL is won. Fifty percent of the IPL is won right from the auction, and that's been the trend for the Mumbai Indians, and that's why they're the most successful team in the IPL. Even in this season, we saw. Even in matches where, uh, in one match where Kyron Pollard and Rohit scored ducks, Mumbai still managed to score 200. 
and uh, every single player stepped up and rohit was sitting out due to injury ishan kishan stepped up open the innings played fantastic knock suryakumar yadav was amazing uh, in that crucial number 3 position uh, hardik pandya despite the fact that he wasn't able to bowl contributed with the bat kairin pollard also did so well so they had a team of performers and that is very very important when you're playing such a high profile tournament like the ipl wherein you can't afford any lapses whatsoever if you see any other team they had to depend on one or two performers let's take uh, the delhi capitals for example they had to depend on shikhar dhawan for a whole lot of matches towards the end uh, because rabada and nokia were not exactly firing but the delhi capitals again they were a bunch of performers i really have a feeling if rishabh pant had come into his own and had put that identity identity crisis beside him and uh, you know played the way he does then the delhi capitals could have actually even topped the table and won a lot more matches but the mumbai indians they have a team full of performers they haven't had to depend on one single performance and that's been the hallmark of uh, the champion side that they are for so many years now and rohit sharma as the captain has done a phenomenal job he produced the half century in the final as well and he's obviously got a very very good team to lead and uh, even today i think an interview of his came out where he said why should i go and captain any other side and mm-hmm. this this team wasn't built overnight the mumbai indians aren't a team which is depending only on rohit sharma the whole scouting system has to be credited for the way they built the team obviously hardik pandya krunal pandya jaspreet bumrah were all not household entities when they were come, when they came into the side they were trusted as youngsters they were backed as youngsters and now they're very big stars so that's what the mumbai indians are they're a phenomenal side which banks on the youngsters trusts them to do well and the results are in front of everyone else yeah uh, i agree it, it was it wasn't a, like a one season they get all the big players in and win the tournament it is a long term planning and now you can see the fruits of decisions uh, they make a lot of thoughts been gone uh, gone into building this squad um uh, trent bolt got the player of the season but in terms of uh, the players that really made uh, the tournament for you that you want to mention you mentioned a few at the start um for me it was uh, particle i thought he he really shone through he's a, he's one of your boys uh surya kumar but is there one player that you would give uh, in line with um, the player of the season with trent bolt from your point of view yeah i i really think it is uh, definitely surya kumar yadav and uh, i mean devdat padikal obviously had a fantastic season uh, but let's not forget you know devdat padikal did come into the season uh, and he, he came into i mean he opened the batting for rcb with the field in Suryakumar Yadav on the other hand he played in such difficult positions he took his team through in so many matches and the strike rate is also very good whereas Padikal on the other hand he did get a little slow towards the later half of the tournament and uh, all the runs that he scored are fantastic in a debut season it's very very hard for someone to perform that well and he just really uh, put all of the nerves behind him and he produced some really spectacular performances but Suryakumar Yadav's performance at number 3 you know the Mumbai Indians again they didn't have that star power star attraction in their side they had to depend on nishan kishan suryakumar yadav krunal pandya to give them runs and eventually suryakumar yadav played an extremely important role and despite the fact that um, i think he finished uh, in the top 3 of the most number of runs for the mumbai indians and that just goes on to show how him, how important he was to that side and even despite the fact that uh, he didn't get get uh, get picked for the indian side he still continued to perform the same way uh he scored important runs he scored that 77 against rcb and uh, he was he was looking phenomenal and to play in that n- crucial number 3 position and mix caution with aggression i think it was phenomenal so i think the player of the tournament for me was definitely suryakumar yadav for the mumbai indians 
Yeah, and we'll talk about him a bit more when we talk about the squad that's been taken to Australia, because I think um, once that squad was announced, he had a little bit more determination, which showed yeah. in his uh, latter performances, and quite right too. Uh, there was a big call for him to be included. Uh, but I just want to uh, ask you about uh, Rusab, and you mentioned, you know, that um, yeah, his uh, inconsistency or you know not getting a way of playing um, might have affected a little bit how the Capitals went. But do you think that was down to him being selected for the test squad and not the white ball cricket? And that was in the back of his mind that, you know, he needs to start adjusting his game and not having this free flow that might affect his um, test game? I think he didn't he didn't do himself any favours right from the start of the tournament because he was, uh, I mean, he was uncharacteristically slow. We've never seen Rishabh Pan striking at less than 130, 120 even. Uh, in the history of the IPL. But the way he started off, he looked like uh, he was trying to protect his wicket. And uh, you can't really be sure of what role he was given by the Delhi Capitals. But he really looked like someone who's trying to protect his wicket. He was trying to stay there, uh, eat a few number of balls, get settled and then go for the big shots. But uh, that's not really what uh, Rishabh Pant can bring to the table. He's someone who's very aggressive. He can bring you quick runs. And I think the Delhi Capitals... Um, didn't do them, themselves any favor either by not giving Rishabh the license to kill or even vice versa. I don't think uh, Rishabh did himself any favors and didn't uh, help Delhi Capitals pick up more wins by being more aggressive uh, early on. So, and I think only towards the later half of the IPL was when the India squad was announced. So, but uh, towards the later, he did produce uh, one one or two knocks which were quite fast, and uh, I think that that would have probably obviously dented his confidence that he wasn't picked in the Indian squad, but. Uh, in my opinion, he was uh, pretty slow and we did discuss that in a few episodes as well where, uh, you know, we discussed about how he, was, uh, he wasn't he was able to get off the blocks quickly and was instead biding his time out in the middle and trying to get a few balls under his belt before he then accelerated. But once he got to that 2020, um, he wasn't exactly able to accelerate and he uh, got out more often than not. And I think he had a very, very... He had an off-season, to be very honest. And uh, I think it's really dented his confidence that he's not there in the limited over setup uh, for a batsman who did start off in uh, the shorter formats of the game. But he'll want to prove his worth in the Test Series. And um, for me, honestly, I think you'll agree that both of us really like the way Rishabh Pan plays. And uh, I really hope that he comes good uh, in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of... Um, and. I thought it was a little bit unlucky because I saw an article uh, that Wisdom did about um, the so-called flops of the IPL and they included Rissa Patron. That's a little bit too hard. I think uh, a few of the players should have been in that list ahead of him. But in terms of uh, people who didn't perform to expectations, obviously the big one that's been highlighted by a few international uh, former <laughs> internationals. Um, what are your thoughts on Glenn Maxwell? Yeah, I'll 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 say nothing else uh, than he's my he's one of my favorite cricketers. Uh, it is a long time goal of mine to actually interview Glenn Maxwell and Brendan McClum. So, you know, I I was really really sad that Glenn Maxwell didn't come good this IPL. I was really expecting him to do well, but I think it's also uh, it also comes down to the fact that uh, Kingsland Punjab didn't utilize him well. Uh, if you check that uh, Kolkata Knight Riders super, I mean, the match that they played against KKR where Sunil Narayan bowled the final over. Uh, and they needed uh, six runs to win. I mean, five, no, yeah, five runs to win, I think. And uh, Glenn Maxwell hit the ball for four. Like, it was literally inches uh, before yeah. the ropes and uh, they lost that match. And 
I mean, uh, decisions like that where they promoted Prop Simran Singh over Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell often played at number six, number seven. He didn't get those many balls to play. And if he's given a role at six or seven where he has to go for broke with every single ball, I think that certainly dented his confidence. And in my opinion, they should have really played him at number three when Chris Gale wasn't there for the initial part of IPL. Of mm. course, after once Gale, once Gale did come in, Nicholas Puran was in form and Maxwell had to slot in only at five. So that was acceptable. But I think they really underutilized Maxwell's potential, both as a handy off spinner and as someone who could really get them quick runs up front. Um, I mean, when he comes into bat. So uh, it was really disappointing to see him not do well. And I really hope he does well in the Big Bash League and not uh, for uh, Australia against India. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you clarified on that one. Uh, but uh, in terms of other players that um, were supposedly um, flopped, um, just going off that list because it just stood out for me and it's the icon of the game is the legend, um, MS. Um, it wasn't the best tournament. We can all agree on that one. Um, but um, it's not easy being MS, pressure, the standards he set. And uh, the off-season, which was one of the longest ever for him, um, what do you think the pressures are on him moving forward? Do you think the expectations are that he needs to come back playing or do you think uh, it needs to be a bit more of a mentor? And I think he's he's made it clear that he's not going anywhere, at least for the next one season. Uh, just before the final league stage match with CSK played, uh, Danny Morrison even asked Dhoni if it's going to be the last match in yellow and uh, he said definitely not. And that really became... Uh, a very, very big talking point. It even was trending on Twitter. We even discussed that uh, in mm. one of our episodes. So, Dhoni's not going anywhere for one more season, but uh, he'll definitely need to find a way to get himself into form just before the next IPL, which is only a few months away, you know, maybe in April or May. And no one really knows if it's going to be contested in India or it will be contested in UAE again, despite a couple of reports saying uh, Saurav Ganguly said that they'll try their level best to con- uh, contest it in India. But... Uh, yeah, definitely. Look, IPL is a tournament where you need to have match practice. You can't just come into the tournament and expect to go bang-bang right from the first ball. And uh, that was seen in the way MS Dhoni really started off the tournament. Uh, he was criticized for coming very, very low down the order. And he himself came out in the open and said that, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not match fit. I don't have practice under my belt. And that's why I'm backing the other guys to come good. But next season, CSK will need his, uh, you know, services in case... There isn't a mega auction because if there is a mega auction, then they'll definitely need to invest on some good talent uh, because of that rift that is going on between CSK and Suresh Raina, which isn't very out in the open. So I think a lot rests on how MS Dhoni prepares himself for the next IPL season. And given that he's certainly going to be a part of the CSK setup for IPL 2021, I think it'll all come down to how he prepares and uh, how he works to get match fit. And it all comes down to the man himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've highlighted a couple of players that were mentioned in the media, uh, obvious reasons, the big name players that were uh, badged as flops. Is there any other player that not was a flop, but, you know, didn't rise to your expectations from the start of the tournament that, you know, you want to highlight? Uh, I, I think uh, in terms of RCB, because I obviously, you know, uh, have followed RCB for a long time, I'd probably say Aaron Finch fell into that bracket. Um, because, uh, look, I mean, Aaron Finch is a firebrand type of an opener. You've seen how he does in the uh, for, for Australia and how he bats in the Big Bash League. But uh, he was a rather pale shadow of himself all through IPL. He tried to come down the pitch, tried to negate the swing. Uh, he didn't really get going in any of the matches except that one game against the Mumbai Indians. So, 
uh, it was pretty disappointing in a way. I think it really did continue to pile on the pressure on Kohli and Abe de Villiers. And because there was no insurance towards the back end of the innings, de Villiers and Kohli had to bite their time out in the middle. But if Aaron Finch had got RCB off to a great start, you know, uh, the way Padikal did with uh, the fantastic average that he had, it probably would have uh, fueled RCB's chances of winning more matches. But that wasn't the case. Uh, Aaron Finch struggled yet again. Surprisingly, he's never come good in the IPL and that trend continued uh, for this season as well. And I think he was a relatively... Uh, I mean, he was probably one of those players in the flop category for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that did affect um, how your team, um, you know, didn't progress because they didn't have that um, partner up front for their So, yeah, I agree with that one. Um, just looking forward to next season. Um, you said there's doubts as to whether there will be a mega auction. Um, I'm getting used to this now with Indian Sports Federations. <laughs> they, don't, they don't announce these things in advance. I mean, just to give you an example, uh, the ECB have already announced the series against India, and that's next August. Yeah. Um, and with football, we get uh, all our fixtures well in advance. But, you know, I don't know what it is with Indian sports federations. They don't want to book these dates in for us fans and supporters and say, this is going to happen this time. We're going to do this. Um, so there's doubts about the auction. We know there will be an IPL in uh, April, uh, but we don't know whether it's going to be in India or, like you say, in the UAE. But um, if we were to have it in India and the situation is slightly better, um, I think it can back, it can be staged in India. Do you think there's a stake there with um, uh, three? I mean, Maharashtra is probably the obvious one with two stadiums in Mumbai, Bonas close by. They have you know the same sort of bubble in one state. I think it's very very hard to conduct in India only because of uh, the pure passion that the fans have for the IPL, and you know a lot of things can go wrong uh, because of the way the fans react and because of how much the fans want to be involved in the whole tournament. And uh, I think that's one of the sole reasons why they shifted it to UAE because they have so many training facilities, they have so many stadiums that they can use. Uh, obviously, the fanfare there isn't as much as uh, how, how much it is in India. And I think probably the only city which can actually host an IPL entirely uh, is probably Mumbai because they have three stadiums that they can use. But having said that, I'm not too sure how uh, players will be in the bubbles because... Again, as I said, it's very hard to keep the fans away from the game uh, if they and away from the bubbles if they actually conduct it in India. So, it's definitely going to be a challenge. And uh, unfortunately, the cases are increasing as we speak in India uh, with Maharashtra, Madhya Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, uh, Karnataka even, you know, uh, coming coming under the cloud. And, you know, we're, we're, having, we're facing issues on a daily basis. And uh, they're also considering um, uh, coming up with another lockdown uh, period, you know, for to ensure that uh, it doesn't worsen any further. So it's it's definitely going to be a very tedious task for BCCI to actually host uh, the IPL in India. But again, uh, the viewership is obviously a lot more when they conduct it here. So I think it'll be a very, very tough task for them. But I really feel they might just uh, have to shift it to UAE again or delayed by a few months if they really want to conduct it uh, back home. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. But just on a, just digress, uh, digressing slightly, have any decisions been made about the domestic uh, game uh, in terms of cricket? Uh, you know, uh, the um, Ranji Trophy, Dulip Trophy, and all those tournaments. Uh, well, the BCCI has actually come out with a statement saying that they are trying to conduct the Syed Mustakali, which is the local D20 tournament in India. 
just before the Ranji Trophy so that they can give uh, the IPL teams a lot more choices in terms of talents for the auction. Uh, but then again, there's no intimation about when it's going to happen, uh, where it might happen. Because again, if they plan to conduct it all over the country, there's a whole lot of traveling that happens and they can't really afford that at this point in time with the cases increasing every single day. So I think it's all building castles in the air right now. Even as media people, we're doing the same thing. Uh, we're not too sure of what the situation is. Uh, and But I think right now, all the focus is really on the India-Australia series and uh, the BCCI isn't really focusing too much on the domestic scene because uh, there are too many players involved, you know, and there are so many states involved. And it's very, very hard uh, to get all these players in one place and make them play a whole tournament. But having said that, there have been tournaments that have started. I think the Bengal League is starting sometime soon. Uh, Karnataka's YS Rajshekar T20 tournament is starting. So, a lot of tournaments have started to open up slowly. And uh, I think we'll need to wait and watch what the BCCI do in terms of the overall uh, domestic season. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how they get on. Hopefully, the uh, vaccine that's coming out, um, I know, is starting to be, um, the plans were shared yesterday. It'll start uh, to be distributed um, from uh, next month, actually, uh, which is really positive. And we'll see if um, that changes the situation in India. So I suppose we'll give a little bit of leeway to the BCCI because it's hard to um, judge uh, a lot of things as to how they will. I'm just comparing with federations in Europe where there's a lot of board planning and um, the information is shared um, much, much earlier. Uh, but just quickly looking forward to the next season, I'm very positive about my boys, uh, Delhi Capitals. They finished third last time, second this time. They've gained a bit of experience, You're a young team. So I'm still confident that they'll be challenging next season. Is there a team that you want to give hope to, RCB maybe, next season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, look, for, for some reason, it's again it's again come down to how A.B. de Villiers and Virat Kohli play this season. Uh, they have that particle scoring runs was really, really... a uh, uh, Ray of hope, to be honest. But uh, then again, you know, there, there isn't much batting after A.B. de Villiers and Virat Kohli. And I think that's where the real issue lies. If you see any other team, they have so many good finishers. There isn't a team without a good finisher. Whereas RCB, it's all a case of the top four. And I think that needs to be addressed really soon. And for that, there needs to be a mega auction. And I really don't, uh, I mean, I don't know how BCC are going to go about it. But it's going to be a tough task for sure. Delhi Capitals, for sure, they're looking a promising side. They've got a very, very good, um, I mean, they've got good brains at the auction, which is very important. I think they've built a solid side for the last two seasons. And uh, I think it'll be a great boon for both the Mumbai Indians and the Delhi Capitals if there is no mega auction. Because if there is, you know, they'll have to let go of all their star players and it'll be close to impossible to get everyone back in the side uh, because of the demands that the other teams will have. So, in terms of hope, I think uh, the Rajasthan Royals finally managed to get their team together somehow and uh, you know they did start producing consistent performances so i think rr and sunrisers might have a good chance of uh, sort of making a move up or down the up uh, up the table for sure and rajasthan royals will definitely uh, hopefully want to finish way better than what they finished uh, last position on the points table so i think these two teams definitely have got a chance and for rcb and csk to have uh, better fortunes and uh, you know a, a lot better season they'll need the mega auction for sure yeah, I agree. And I'm glad you've given hope to um, all the teams there. So that's good. We're keeping um, a fair uh, outlook on that. Uh, but moving to the uh, big show that's starting uh, this week and um, Australia, India, obviously, like I said at the start, I think it's the biggest uh, um, matchup in uh, test cricket uh, at, uh, 
obviously people might say India, Pakistan, but we know that's not going to happen very soon. But these two always uh, build up a lot of um, uh, hype, quite natural hype, actually. There have been amazing series in the past. Uh, but first, I want to start with uh, your thoughts on the uh, selections. And obviously, there's a couple of players that we mentioned that had brilliant IPLs that were included, but there was one or two that weren't. And obviously, the obvious one is Surya Kumar garnered a lot of interest when he wasn't selected. What did you think of the squad selections? Yeah, I think as you mentioned, uh, Surya Kumar Yadav's exclusion was pretty puzzling, uh, considering that he's been a prolific scorer in both the domestic circuit and in the IPL for quite a few seasons. I really feel uh, he should have probably been selected in the side. But then again, if you look at the T20 side that they've selected, you really can't drop anyone from that team. Uh, probably the the only person you can drop is maybe Mayank Agarwal, but uh, that leaves you with less options, you know, um, and that's not something that will be ideal for them. So it, it, it's very hard to imagine a setup without Rohit Sharma as well. And I think that's... Uh, Something that's made the headlines for quite a while now because even recently, Rohit Sharma himself made a statement that he was in constant touch with BCCI and uh, he was okay to play the last three league stages, I mean, last three matches that the Mumbai Indians played, considering that T20 cricket didn't have those uh, such a high demand as uh, what probably the Test Series would. But it's all, it's all uh, rumours and, uh, you know, all unclear information that's been passing around in the... Indian media and I think Rohit Sharma and Surigumar Yadav's exclusion uh, for two completely different reasons uh, has really rocked the cricket world, so to say. And Indian fans are pretty much divided on uh, their opinion of why Surigumar Yadav should have been included. But yeah, I think these two are very big exclusions, uh, in my opinion, apart from obviously Rishabh Pant. But I think as we mentioned, uh, Pant himself, did himself no favours by starting very slowly. And uh, I think there was a lot of discussions of uh, how he had put on weight and he wasn't looking very fit. And we know how Virat Kohli's emphasis on fitness is something that is taken very seriously by all Indian cricket uh, team players. So, I think he'll come back strongly for sure. Uh, Rishabh Pant is a very young man and he's definitely the future of Indian cricket. So, uh, I think these three uh, exclusions were surprising in my opinion. I think with Rishabh, he's also got that we've got a, a lot of talent in that sort of um, uh, position with uh, Washington and obviously Gael and uh, a lot of players that are vying for that wicketkeeper bat role. So um, I think uh, I'm happy with the the choice of um, with uh, uh, Washington and um, Raul being ahead of uh, Banter and obviously the. His performance in the IPL didn't help him. Uh, but in just going back to Surya Kumar, do you think Manish Pandey uh, deserved to be there ahead of Surya Kumar? If we're going to just base it on IPL? On the basis of IPL, definitely not. But uh, I mean, Manish Pandey has been in the scheme of things for quite a while. Uh, he's done well for Karnataka as well. Uh, he was a little slow in this IPL for sure. But I think that the experience that he brings to the table... And given that he's been a part of uh, the Indian team for some time now, uh, really sort of warranted his inclusion in the Indian team. But yeah, I mean, as I said, if if you were to probably uh, not pick someone in that side, uh, it would probably be either of, as you mentioned, maybe Manish Pandey or even Mayank Agarwal. But Mayank had such a fantastic season. Uh, you know, he was really, really good for the Kingsland Punjab. And there's absolutely no doubt why he's not picked for the side. And, um, you know, players are uh, getting, are reaping the rewards of their consistent performances. And it's really hard to, 
to pick that one player who probably shouldn't have made the squad in place of Surya Kumar Yadav. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of it, I think uh, Surya knows that he has to wait for his chance and he's probably one or two series away from that. So, it's really hard on him, but I think that's what Indian cricket is. There's so much of talent that you can pick from and uh, the selectors, I'm sure, must have had a really tough time while picking the squad for the Tour of Australia. And obviously, with the T20 World Cup in India next year, um, you think they would start building the team for that tournament and getting uh, some experience uh, behind some of these young players. My thoughts were for the likes of Devdat Suri Kumar, um, I think this would have been a good opportunity uh, to start seeing how they um, get on in the international field. Obviously, it's very different to being in domestic and IPL, but the standard is very high. Um, when do you start building for the IPL? I mean, for the uh, T20 World Cup, um, do you think it's not, they should be doing that from now? Or do you think the majority of the players that we take, they are thinking, will be in that uh, T20 World Cup team? Yeah, I think uh, majority of the players will definitely feature in the T20 World Cup because uh, this has pretty much been the side that's uh, represented India in the past year or so. Uh, maybe just a couple of fresh names here and there. Uh, Varun Chakravarti was an in inclusion, but obviously he won't be playing the series because uh, he had to. Op- he was removed because of the shoulder injury, and Natarajan came in. I'm very, very excited about Natarajan's inclusion because uh, we've had so many. We've tried so many left-arm paces. Mm-hmm. We tried Barinder San. We tried. Um, you know, I mean, basically it, after Irfan Patan, there's literally been almost literally no one. We've tried Khalil Ahmad. We've tried. Barinder Sran, none of them have really worked out well. And Natarajan seems extremely promising. And he adds that extra X factor given that he's a left-arm pacer and he can really angle the ball into the left-hander. He can swing the ball away from the left-hander as well. He's got a fantastic cutter. He's excellent in the death overs. He's basically got all the ingredients to to be a great T20 bowler. So, I think uh, his inclusion is great. And we're definitely building the squad for the World T20. And uh, I, I think this is similar. Maybe maybe one or two, or maybe at max three players might not make the final ele- uh, final uh, 15 or 18-member squad who goes to the T20 World Cup. But this is going to be pretty much the bulk of it, in my opinion. Yeah, and I agree with uh, Natarajan. And he's had, he's, he had a brilliant um, IPL, especially in the death overs uh, with his Yorkers and... Um, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he uh, plays in the international field. But um, I don't know. I've got to ask this question because he's from my part of uh, India. Uh, obviously, I'm very, very proud of what he's done and everything. Uh, but um, tell me why um, Sir Ravi is selected in all three formats of the game. Yeah, I think, uh, look, I mean, Virat Kohli really knows that uh, a, a player with uh, who offers three dimensions on the field is, is someone who's uh, very, very worth uh, their inclusion in the side. And Jadeja, uh, I mean, he was fantastic with the bat in the IPL. Obviously, he wasn't that good with the ball. Uh, but again, you know, players might have their off-seasons, but uh, Ravindra Jadeja was fantastic with the bat. He really proved his worth as a finisher. And uh, probably people might have said Akshar Patel should have been selected ahead of Jadeja, at least in the T20 format. But... Aksar Patel, again, we're talking about just one season in the IPL. Uh, he hasn't really been exceptional of sorts uh, in the seasons before. And again, he is uh, from Gujarat, uh, um, if I'm not wrong. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to be, there's going to be so much of competition. There was also Krunal Pandya who could have been selected. Mm-hmm. But eventually they went for Jadeja because he's a seasoned campaigner. Uh, they know the value that he brings to the side. And Australia, obviously, there'll be bigger boundaries 
uh, his his the way he feels and the uh, runs that he saves is something that Kohli values quite a lot. So I think that's why he's been selected in the side, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him doing well uh, in the T20 series, and uh, I mean even obviously in the ODI and Test series that we play. Do you think he's 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 still there for the Test series? I can see you've just um, uh, justified his selection for the uh, white ball cricket. Do you think he justifies his place in the Test squad? I mean, uh, Ashwin and Jadeja have basically formed a fantastic pair over the last few years of Test cricket. I mean, they have obviously played quite a bit of it in India, but uh, they formed a phenomenal pair, and they're they're opposites, you know, in this in the way they bowl. Uh, Ashwin takes the ball away from the left-hander, Jadeja spins it into the left-hander. So, I think obviously, given that he's also an all-rounder who can chip in with the bat, and again, he's very good on the field. He, he's also a spinner of the ball. He's not someone who just darts it in or depends on variations in pace. He's a genuine turner of the cricket ball, and I think he brings a lot to the table. Uh, he's a he's a very very good value value player. So I think uh, he his his inclusion in all three formats is justified, in my opinion. And um, I have to um, just uh, mention and send our condolences to Mohammad Siraj. Um, I think um, unfortunately lost his um, father. Was it um, a yeah. couple of days ago? So our condolences to him. And his family, um, I know he's not able to get back, but um, our thoughts are with him and his family uh, at this uh, difficult time. Um, but looking at the other aspect of it, and um, Virat uh, is going to be missing from the three test matches. Um, I'm going to give my views. I think that's fine. I think that's quite right. They, he, he wants to be there for birth for his first child. Um, has there been any contradictory uh, thoughts in India? about him missing the three test matches? Because it will be a big loss for us. Absolutely. In terms of a batsman, in terms of a captain, we're definitely going to have a big loss. But I'll be very honest, I think uh, people haven't yet recovered from what the IPL gave us. Uh, A lot of conversations are still around IPL, are still around the Mumbai Indians, are more around why Rohit Sharma isn't playing the test, I mean, the limited over series and... uh, why he's not been selected more than why Kohli's flying out um, of Australia after the first test. But uh, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. I think uh, he's done the right thing in a humanitarian point of view. Uh, you know, you need to place family over country. I mean, at least in my opinion, it's completely fine to place family over country. And uh, especially when they're celebrating such an occasion, I think it's uh, it, it's the right move. And uh, the Indian team is, is, a, is a very strong bunch, you know, obviously... Uh, we registered that historic two, uh, 2-1 triumph in 2018-19. So, uh, there'll be a whole lot of confidence in the group. And uh, this will definitely be a challenge for Rahane. There's no doubt about it um, when Kohli's gone. Uh, obviously, Rahane hasn't uh, been exposed to this sort of captaincy. Although, interestingly, he's one of the captains who has a 100% win record in test matches. But, right. um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very interesting piece of stat uh, that I read today morning. So... Uh, I mean, it's going to be a challenge, but I really don't think uh, Kohli's absence will be severely felt. Uh, and India definitely have uh, quite a few options to bank on and uh, really perform and push to win yet another series in Australia. Yeah, I think the bench strength um, is good enough and we've got the players there. And um, I think I read somewhere that when Virat's not there, the players are just as passionate to do well on his behalf because they've got that sort of uh, a mentality and um, uh, a team uh, unity there. Um, just on uh, another question, um, and this this goes back to what you were saying about Roy Chaman, all the talk about Roy Chaman's captaincy and um, whether he should be taking over white ball 
say, uh, do you think, uh, uh, and somebody uh, read somewhere, I don't know if it was you know, Gavaska or somebody was saying that, uh, or Kapil Devi, that uh, India is not a country that you can have different captains for different formats. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I don't really believe in split captaincy. I honestly feel a captain is, uh, if, if a captain is good enough to lead in one format, he should lead in all three formats. Uh, and look, I mean, uh, Virat Kohli certainly hasn't uh, won us World Cups, hasn't won us Champions Trophies in ODI, I mean, Test Cricket, I mean, T20, ODI, whatever it is. But look at the way he's had an impact in the Test format, you know, uh, from, from, from India being a very, very uh, spin-dependent uh, team, you know, for a long time, India were very dependent on the spinners. Now, the Pacers are outperforming the spinners. And it's not just in foreign countries. You know, the Pacers are doing phenomenally well in, in India. Uh, when South Africa came touring India, you know, they were all over the South African batsmen. And it was fantastic to see. Even against West Indies, they were phenomenal. And to bring the best out of Pacers uh, on tracks wherein they don't have much, um, you know, so, um, they don't have much to play for. I think it's a great effort. And... Virat Kohli has won India so many matches in the T20 and ODI format. It's just that they haven't been able to translate that into uh, trophies or titles across the world. And it's probably just about a matter of time because we've seen how Mumbai Indians have been a team of champion performers. And uh, obviously, uh, cricket in India is a huge thing. And there's so much of talent we can pick from. And I think it's just about time. And probably uh, Kohli will look to build the team until the 2021 World Cup and hopefully... Uh, 2022 World Cup and hopefully it'll be um, 2021 World Cup and hopefully that'll be something for us to win and celebrate all together. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, obviously the ODI championship, um, the um, the ODIs count towards qualifying for the World Cup. I don't think we'll have any issues with that. For me, it'll be interesting to see how we perform in the T20s as we build up, like you say, to the World Cup next year. I think that will be a big pressure tournament for Kohli. Uh, like you said, he's not won any world titles. He's um, done incredibly well in the test format and getting us a lot of wins. I, I still, and I've said it before, I think he is the captain in all formats because he's simply our best player. Um, and he's um, shown to be a leader in everything he does. Um, and in terms of uh, being a leader and winning tournaments, obviously this part of the World Test Championship, again, a lot of people might have forgotten because of what's happened this year. And like you said, recovering from the IPL. Uh, we are second, I think it's the top two that will go to the final. Uh, we've got a this four test series against Australia, and then we've got the home series against England, which will not be easy knowing this England team yep. at the moment. And this is a different Australia to the one we played last time, because I think a lot of people were saying if we were to win in Australia, that was the time. What do you think about us retaining the border Gavaskin trophy this time? And obviously, we've got to factor in Virat won't be there for three test matches. Steve Smith. Yeah, I mean, be. it's... Yeah, Warner, Steve Smith are back, aren't they? And uh, they're definitely going to be huge additions to the Australian team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's definitely going to be a very tough task because, uh, look, Pujara, Vihari, uh, some of the guys haven't played cricket for a very, very long time. And uh, it'll be very hard to get acclimatized to the conditions. Uh, playing Indian Pacers in the Nets versus playing guys like Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, uh, Josh Hazelwood will be a completely different task. And uh, it's it's not going to be an easy task by any means. And if Kohli is not there, you know, someone like Shubman Gill might have to come in and, uh, you know, play his... Uh, uh, play his skin out to really make sure that he gets some runs under his belt and make an impression. So, it's definitely not going to be an easy task. But uh, 
i really really feel that uh, you know india given the given the choices that we have and uh, the squad that we're going to have for the australian series we have a very very good chance and i'm optimistic of uh, retaining the border gavaskar trophy despite it not being by a very huge margin i feel we still might uh, win it 1-0 in my opinion i i yeah. hope it is uh, i hope it is 3-0 or you know i think one test is definitely going to end in a draw but uh, i'll take 2-1 because 1-0 seems to be a bore nowadays you know everyone wants results even out of a test match so uh, i'll i'll probably hope for 3-0 but i don't see that happening and but yeah i i i'm really optimistic of us retaining the trophy i wasn't going to put you on the spot but you've done it there because i know you don't like me when i do that uh, because it's not easy to call <laughs> this but to call it out is 1-0 and india going to retain i thought if you stay if you stayed with uh, retaining yeah i could understand that but calling the result that we're going to win another <laughs> series in australia um that's a big call and uh, i'm glad you're that confident i'm uh, i don't know i suppose it's being a Leicester City fan the glass is always half full and you don't know until you've won it uh because well I I've, I've learned to take risks because I'm an RCB fan so <laughs> I've had a I've had a fair share of that in my life <laughs> <laughs> and uh but I think uh I know what we said we won last time but like I said that was a different time different team uh different expectations uh without Virat as well and I think that's a big part of our test team it's going to be harder and um i think the australians um they came here they, they didn't perform well in the odi and t20 series but that was a bit of um a different sort of um conditions and what have you so i think it's going to be a lot lot tougher i hope i'm proven wrong like i said uh, i'm half glass full uh because of uh, who i support <laughs> and uh, we'll wait to see but i really really obviously hope that uh, you're right i think um if we can get a win from this series uh they'll probably solidify us getting into the final of the west world test championship i think the only other team obviously is england and new zealand new zealand have got i think three series to play uh two of them yeah. which are at home the away one is in bangladesh so you think they're going to pick up a lot of points from that so yeah. it's getting tight at the top and um for us to get to the final we do need a result in australia and then uh play uh or make really spinning dead tracks on it when england come uh, like we used to back in the day uh, so that's my way of getting into Absolutely. the final uh, but that's fantastic i'm really looking forward to this series like you said um, what time uh, here it's uh, the test matches start like uh, 11 o'clock 12 o'clock midnight uh, what times uh, are you going to be staying up to isn't the time difference too bad for you I think uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I am a morning person I can wake up at 3 o'clock and cover matches I can wake up at 2 I I really can't do overnight matches I just can't I can't stay up late night at 12 1 o'clock in the night and cover matches so I'm really looking forward to this change in time zone to cover matches and I've told the boys at work as well you know welcome to my world because you'll be waking up early <laughs> to cover all these games but I think it's going to start uh, usually at around 4:35 in the morning um, I think around that time so uh, really looking forward to it I think it's going to be a great uh, great winter for us here in India and getting up early will be uh, quite a challenge in the cold but uh, yeah really looking forward to it for sure and just one other thing um there's not going to be any crowds or are there going to be supporters allowed in i think uh, tickets have been sold out for the odis if i'm not wrong the first yeah, odis yeah i read that today. i was surprised when i read yeah. that yeah i think that they're uh, accounting for only 20 uh, i think 35 to 50% of the crowds uh, oh. compared to what might uh, 
uh, what might have been there if not for the virus. So I think they've got crowds in, but uh, there's still a lot of confusion about how they're going to deal with it because right now players don't even fetch the ball when it goes into the stands and mm. they don't want to go outside of the bubble. But now with the crowds being there, um, it's going to be quite a, quite an interesting to see what hap- quite an interesting thing to see what happens if the ball. In, goes into the crowd and uh, if someone catches it. So, a lot to be discussed, a lot for us to figure out what's going to happen. But uh, I think less than a week from now, we'll get all of our answers. Yeah, and I think that will be the first time um, in a cricket game the crowd being allowed in anywhere in the world. Uh, I think so, yes. Uh, there isn't a crowd anywhere else. Although for other sports, I think crowds have started yeah. coming. In Formula 1, uh, they've got crowds. Yeah, football, football, I'm not too sure. The Premier, League, uh, Premier League has crowds now. No, uh, in Europe, they've had um, stadiums okay. where a limited number of uh, fans have been allowed in and uh, some of the international games had some supporters in, but not okay. in the Premier League. Um, I don't think that will happen until maybe January or February. Uh, yeah, that'll be another interest. It's the times that we live in, that we look forward to seeing crowds, seeing how that works out. What, what a time that we're living in. Um, hopefully we can get back to normality very soon, like we said, but... Uh, Apart from that, really looking forward to this series. Like I said, I think it's the biggest show in Test Cricket and um, it'll be absolutely amazing sharing this uh, journey with you as always. So once again, thank you so much for your insight today. Really loved it. And uh, you stay safe and uh, keep the uh, uh, the uh, fans of your look and your hairstyle <laughs> uh, going uh, because I think that's a new attraction for getting us uh, more likes and more comments. So thank you, Prasant. You stay safe, my friend. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I need to grow back a beard in a week's time for sure because uh, I don't think people are too happy with the way. <laughs> uh, the I mean, I have pretty much have a clean shave look. But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me again. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, always lovely to chat and uh, discuss cricket. So thanks again for having me and looking forward to our next chat. Brilliant. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. See you.